welcome to episode 12, I think it is, of, of Bad Movie Reviews. We've got myself, Ben, and and Daniel. You can, of course, join us on all major podcasting platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, visually on, on YouTube. We've got a probably a little bit of a longer pod. We've got a fair bit of news, but we're reviewing um, Black Adam. We might delve into a bit of spoilers there as well. Obviously, it's a pretty highly anticipated DC movie. Um, and we've actually just seen The Woman King. I know... Um, for you seven listeners, you probably live 20 minutes away, but um, it's already been out in America, I think, for about a month now. But um, we will cover that, but we'll get straight into movie news. Um, I'm really keen for this. I don't know how you feel, but um, Netflix have announced that they're moving forward with a new Safdie Brothers film. So they did Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, which was the gambling yep. movie, yep. and um, Good Time with Robert Patterson, which is what led to his casting as Batman. They're moving forward with a, a new film starring Adam Sandler, which is a rumoured to be in the world of high-end card collecting. So whether it's Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, NBA cards, who knows, but obviously we've, we've seen recently high-end card gathering. I you said card. I thought you said we are going to say car. No, no, like, no, oh, high-end okay. card collecting. So Jesus, Logan Paul attendance. Here we come. Well, yeah, it could be something like that. I'm actually all in for that because, like, have you watched Uncut Gems? Yeah, Uncut Gems was good. It's the most anxiety-inducing film I've possibly ever seen <laughs> um, and Good Time was as well and, Adam Sandler in a dramatic role again. Um, highly, I loved him in Uncut Gems. I thought he was fantastic. But yeah. I'm super keen on this, um, to be honest. I'm interested to see where it goes. I guess I'd... I presume it'd probably be like you've obviously got gambling, a lot of money. You're like it, I mean, I don't see card collecting as really anything different to it, to gambling in a way. It like kind of stocks. is gambling. Yeah, it's like stocks. You buy buy high, yeah. uh, buy low, sell high, but um. I don't know. I'm really excited for it. Who knows? That I mean, that's the rumor. To be honest, like it's not been they've already, they all that's been confirmed. But the rumor is that it's about high end card collecting. But um, I'm all for it. If Netflix can make more good movies, I'm all for it. Because um, the rest <laughs> of them are fucking garbage. Yep. This one, I actually must admit, I haven't seen the the original. I know you're you you like the game, but um, there was a recent. Silent Hill kind of day where they did an announcement for the new games and, and things like that. And they've announced a new movie um, so keen. being made by the director of the original one from, I think, 2004-ish. It yep. was early 2000s. I've actually never seen the film, but I've actually seen stills. And I know it like it actually looks gorgeous, the film, um, from the stills I've seen. I've yep. never seen it, but what are your takes on this? Oh, unreal. When we're watching – we've obviously watched some horrors recently or ones with which have horror aspects and – they kind of haven't met those expectations, but a lot of those expectations actually come from Silent Hill for me. It was the first psychological horror I watched where it just builds you up into this kind of like, it, it crushes you, the movie, and I'm like, man, this is great. And if they do half as good as they did then in kind of a new take, I feel like it's going to be phenomenal. Well, the director hasn't out. done anything really since, which is kind of interesting. It could be a good thing though. It means you're also going to you're going to stick to the yeah, foundations. He wants to prove, well, he wants to also probably prove people wrong too because yeah. he's... He's probably done stuff of, of notable absence and yeah, yeah. no good, but um, I don't know how I feel about this, but Universal's announced a sequel to Twister. Is that that crappy, like... It's a tornado movie yeah. from, like, early 2000s, which I saw in, like, high school because he used to study on it. It's yeah. no good. Yeah, I have not it's, seen it's it. No, it's no... It's a cult classic because it was, like, I think at the time... Subject of the time, I don't know how to do, like, realistically, you go to moaning people and they go, oh, do you want to see that movie about the tornado? They're probably going to say no. You Unless say you get a phenomenal cast and maybe, like, you know, it's a disaster movie. Who knows? I don't know. 
I just find why a sequel. Yeah, I'm not sure, but you'd you'd say how would you make a sequel? Why is there a sequel? And Shark Shocknado has eight films. Yeah, but they're like they're like they're cult, cult they're like terrible. cult films because they're so, shit. If that makes yeah. sense, it's a cult yeah. fan because they're shit. It's um, I think a little bit different. This one is interesting. Conjuring Four has been announced with no director attached as of late, which, to be honest, doesn't surprise me because all these films always take like twenty million dollar budget and then make like five hundred plus mil. So they're like horror films are notably always like big money turners. Um, they always make a lot of money, but I don't think any of them have really been that great. Like the second one was okay, where the one where they were in um, London, I think it was. was that- um, the second one was when they were in London and they went to see the family and the little boy, I think it was. But the first one was, I, I thought, a really good movie. Um, but since then they've been, the third one was yeah, they garbage. Haven't, they haven't really done it for me. The whole series of like, even with like Annabelle and stuff, haven't really been... Oh no! They've had their yeah. moments, but I don't feel Conjuring like One. Really... I think is the only like one that actually stands up as a good film, as well as like some genuine scares. Whereas the second one was kind of a good story. Yeah. Um. The third one was that one where they like it was the coven and the like woman. I think we saw it together, and it was like the woman was like underground of the dad's house and like a witch and like possessing them or whatever, possessing her. Oh yeah. That wasn't great. That wasn't great. Um. <laughs> I love how you remember, but. Who knows? Um, I know James Wan is producing it, who's directed the first one and like started off in that that park. But I guess we'll see. Um, this one, I don't know how, if you are aware of who Damon Lindelof is, but they've announced Charmaine Obiad Chinoy will direct a new Star Wars film. Now she hasn't really done anything like of notice. She directed, I think, three episodes of Miss Marvel. Okay. But she's an Academy Award winning director for like a lot of short films and things like that. But Damon Lindelof is actually um, writing the the screenplay and writing the story. And he wrote um, The Leftovers, which I've told you about, yep. which I love. But he also um, wrote um, Watchmen. Watchmen, the Watchmen yep. TV series, and um, a couple of Phineas and Ferb episodes, which is the biggest thing. But he also wrote like Star Trek Into Darkness, Prometheus, and the whole Lost series. Oh, nice. So I've noticed like Leftovers, Watchmen, they're, they're very much like political. Um, I guess he's, he's kind of got a bit of a cult following because like the Leftovers is wasn't that big, but like people love it and same with Watchmen. But um, everything he's written has been like really good. So it's interesting that they've announced that because like I know the other one that they've announced is like a Taika Waititi and he's been like on a couple of misses lately, but... They really do hire kind of unknown directors, don't they? I like it though. I really like giving the little man a good go, you know. You know yeah, but it's so they don't have to pay a much and then they just get into the Disney churning machine. Correct, and then they can also lower expectations by having someone who's less experienced or less of a big name too. So yeah. it can be a win-win. <laughs> Churn stuff out for them doesn't cost them much. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It obviously majority of the money on Star Wars you'd think would go to either actors or the visual effects production costs. So they, yeah. they save that money on a director and that way they can kind of go, we want you to do this, we want you to do this and they're, you know, going to go, fuck, okay. It's not like you're, you're ordering Quentin Tarantino or Christopher Nolan around. They're probably going to be like, now nah, this is my, you know, this is my film. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, we've got a couple couple more um chad stahelski who is well known for directing like the john wick films i think um 
recently, he might have done Bullet Train. I'm not 100% sure, but he's announced to cool. direct a Black Samurai film for Netflix, which is essentially a book based on an American soldier who's in Japan, gets captive and learns martial arts. But Sign me up. Sign me up. But it's interesting because he's obviously done all the John Wick films. So from, from this, I'd say there's not going to be a fifth. I know there's a fourth in the works now. I think it is. Oh, they've already announced it, but he's attached to do a Highlander reboot for Lionsgate. Okay. He's yep. attached to do a Ghost of Tsushima. The, the Tushima. Mo- Tushima. Fuck off. Um, for Sony, so the, <laughs> yeah. the movie, the yeah. game. Um, and then a Shibumi movie for Warner Bros, which is also a, a remake. It's a fair line. So he's got four films in the works and now, or three films in the work, which are all pretty big films, you would say, um, that would take a lot of commitment. Without a doubt, yeah. And then obviously just announced for that Netflix film as well. So I would imagine he'd be dropping out of some of them because if you don't make it, you're not getting paid obviously. But, I mean, you'd realistically say being a director, it's a two-year two-year commitment. Minimum You you do pre-production, production, which is usually six months, and then obviously you've got the editing and and um, post-production, which is is huge. But I don't know. Obviously we'll keep you updated in that space. We'll... Obviously, we're touching on Black Adam, and along with the Black Adam release, there was a fair few DC news and Warner Bros news, but I, I really want to know your take on this. So Warner Bros, who are in a world of fucking hurt at the moment, Ooh, yeah. if we're being real, like yep. um, they've obviously cut costs. They're starting to release films as NFTs. So it was announced the other day that their first film that they've announced as an NFT is Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, and it's essentially, quote unquote, this is what they've said on their website. It's an all-in-one digital experience. So it includes a 4K copy of the film, hours of bonus footage, behind-the-scenes stills, and exclusive AR, so augmented reality, collectible assets inspired for the film. So what are your thoughts on that? Whether uh, they're trying to make a quick buck or... I like the idea of the collectible assets, but I feel like everything else is definitely a quick buck. Is well, that's that's just like you're obviously buying the collectible asset, I think, and then you're getting the 4K film. But it's like realistically, they're selling the films as NFTs. Yeah, and we've seen weird. Obviously, in Australia, we've got AFL. Like AFL have started releasing AFL mints, like NFTs. Like you buy moments. I, I thought that we'd be well and truly done with that. And obviously, they're in a world <laughs> of pain, doing all these tax write-offs. And we'll get into the DC movie news, so um, which is obviously Warner Bros. as well. Yep. Um, the Flash 2 script has been completed, yep. um, which I know Ezra Miller pleaded not guilty, but if he gets... Um, I think can If he gets done, he apologised. So that he apo- Remember we talked about that they've given him an ultimatum, you either apologise or if you don't, we're going to recast you. He apologised and then he's pleaded not guilty, but if he gets... Um, if he gets given guilty, it's tw- up to 26 years in prison. So they'd really want to hope on that because the rumour was that the Flash movie was just going to be like a rewrite of the whole DC universe, that it was like Flashpoint and they're going to be like going into a different DC universe. Well, they can do that with Flash. Well, they can good. do that, but I presume with this current news, they're probably not going to. Wonder Woman 3 script is in the work. That's been announced. So they've announced a new Wonder Woman 3. Um, apparently there's a J.J. Abrams Superhand, Superman movie being developed which is not connected to Man of Steel 2, which has also been announced. Um, well, not so much Man of Steel 2, but a new Superman film in the works with Henry Cavill, separate to the Abrams movie. Yep. Um, James Gunn is also developing a new DC film. So obviously we've recently seen him do The Suicide Squad, which I thought was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. And he had that um, um, the series too, didn't he? Peacemaker, yeah, yeah. which I, I actually really 
found quite funny also. I really enjoyed that. He was obviously a character in that, but they're really going quite heavy in this. But the main thing which is interesting is Walter Hamada, who's the, they call him the Kevin Feige of DC. He's the head of, head of DC basically, um, has left the company the day that all this news dropped, um, which he pretty much since he's been in charge, I, in my personal opinion, think all these films are the best films DC have dropped, which is, Aquaman, which I thought was okay. Yep. Shazam, I really enjoyed. Joker, I thought was fantastic. Unreal. Wonder Woman 84 wasn't great. Shocking. Um, Birds of Prey, I actually really didn't mind. That yeah, was the I Harley Quinn solo that. film. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker TV show, The Batman, which I think is a phenomenal movie, and then obviously most recently Black Adam. So it's pretty much post Zack Snyder. Yep. And obviously you've had um, – Spider Superman on the on the sideline. So who the f- I mean, what are your opinions on all that news? Obviously, they have no idea what's going on because they've pretty much. I don't know. They're in a bit of a shambles, aren't they? Like they pretty much just announced all these things, but then their head of the company's left. So their creative director. So like it's like like to do a footy analogy, they're doing a rebuild. They're they're getting out, get rid of everything. They're canning everything. They're putting everything back to scratch. And yeah, which is interesting though, because then you've obviously got. Um, man of st- like Henry Cavill coming back for more. Um, like you've got Wonder Woman 3 and a second Flash in development. So they're kind of almost doing like a half reboot. Yeah. Because you've still got all these characters and actors attached, which like if we're being real, Wonder Woman 1 was great, but like. I like Wonder Woman 1. I Wonder Woman great. 1 was great, but yeah. like re- the, if I'm being honest, like they haven't really made an imprint. And um, we'll obviously talk about Black Adam, but financially it's actually not done fantastic. I think it made um, 140 million over the first weekend, which obviously is a lot of money, but is not a lot of money in terms of DC sense, Marvel sense, superhero sense. It's not fantastic. They're so they're probably happy with anything these days. The way they're going. Well, yeah, I mean, they're going to make their money back quite obviously. Like that—that's. I mean, it'd be a real worry if they didn't with the biggest movie star, yeah, um, attached to it, but. And obviously the fact that they're, you know, we'll get into spoilers talk, but they've really kind of amped this film up within the first two weeks of it coming out to try and get people going. But um, what we might do, we might take a quick break. We won't probably, we'll touch on, I think, The Woman King first because Black Adam will probably maybe go into a little bit more depth into spoilers and, and that sort of department. So yeah. we'll take a quick break and we'll come come at you with the... Um, We'll come at you, okay? Um, we'll we'll review uh, the Woman King. So we'll um, thank you for, for hanging around. We'll come. At you. We'll we'll review um, the Woman King, which um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a historical movie inspired. It says inspired by true events. I know the the clan and all that were real, but I don't know if these specific events were, were real. But it's about the kingdom of um, Dahomey, I think it's pronounced, which is um, a one of the states in most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th century. Um, but yeah, what we, I know it's obviously already been pretty well talked about, but what were your, what were your thoughts? Absolutely phenomenal. I, I had really high expectations just because the trailer looked unreal and I thought it met them and exceeded them. The, I know I've touched on it a lot with like the audio and the sound design and the score. It was it really brought me back to kind of like what I was saying, Your my childhood. childhood. I felt like it was the first time I'm experiencing a Disney film 
like it doesn't have Disney qualities, but that Disney. <laughs> no, not, but not like whatsoever. No, the, I know what you the, mean. It's very like. The epic scores of my childhood that was like, man, that was unreal. I couldn't believe in like Lion King and Beauty and the Beast, these kind of soundtracks. It's a very powerful epic score. Like powerful. it's very prominent, yeah. Yeah, very accurate. I, Usually I nowadays it's always like a subtle score that's. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of it just complements the movie. This was, this was built into it. It was part of it. It was the foundation. It was. I loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, I thought every single bit of the cast was perfect. Every actor was perfect. Uh, the guy who plays the the king, John uh, Boyega, yeah, who that's we've it. most recently seen in yeah, Star Wars and Detroit. Phenomenal. He was great. Yeah, I, I was. I had low expectations when I saw him. Not mostly just because I think in my head I just saw Star Wars, but he. He delivered. Well, he was a great actor in Star Wars, to be fair, as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a dramatic change. But I thought it was fantastic. To be honest, probably exactly what he wanted to do. I know he's publicly spoken about how he um, got really mistreated and obviously he was victim to a lot of racism and he um, he's spoken about how, like, you know, Lucasfilm and Star Wars didn't exactly support him or stop that. Yeah. So he kind of wanted to – which is good. He kind of wanted to – obviously not good that that happened, but um, – kind of avoided i guess a big budget not that it's small budget by any means but really focusing on obviously making a quality film and i I loved it i thought the story was compelling and fantastic and despite all the gore and violence there was a lot of really likable and lovable characters and some even maybe relatable for other people I, i i really enjoyed nearly every aspect of this film um would definitely recommend anyone to go watch it that's for sure would what do you think of the film overall? Because I was I was over the top love for it. Yeah, no, I I I loved it to be honest. I probably in my top ten. I I would say at this stage it's probably my top ten of the year. Yeah, um, may change. Obviously, we we don't know what will happen in the still in the next left. two months, but um, still a big movie left. Well, this is still better than most. <laughs> I've got I'm expecting yeah. a few to be quite good, but no, I thought this was really well done. Um, cast was fantastic you've got Viola Davis who is always fantastic playing the main character she's one of the best working actresses today um quick shout out to I'll probably absolutely blunder this name but um Tuso Mbedu um who was probably the other main actress really um definitely who she was seen in the underground railroad which was a fantastic mini series on amazon prime which which i've watched but this is her first movie and she almost goes toe to toe with everyone in the film if not kind of outshines at moments um you've got lasana lynch who also was um fantastic who we've most recently seen as um maria rambeau in captain marvel and was um in, in the most recent James Bond film, but she plays Zogi, I think it's pronounced, but she was also fantastic. And I'd, I'd love to see this film get Oscars love, like awards love, yeah, um, which I think it will. I think it'll be in like supporting actress categories, um, score, oh, who knows? We've, like we've, we've kind of not really got any of the, you know, the festival films, but in terms of, I guess, blockbuster films, this is definitely one that, that should be should be there, but no, I, I thought it was fantastic. As I said, cast was brilliant. It also looked fantastic. Like the cinematography, some of the shots were were unreal. But it it kind of um it obviously deals with a very sensitive subject matter, and I know it's gotten review bombed pretty heavily. Whether that's obviously 
racists online review bombing it but i know i saw a lot of people saying it was like glorifying slave slavery um or like you know selling slaves which obviously this clan did do or this place did do yeah um and the trailer didn't really show any of that and i felt like it handled that quite well in terms of yeah um, obviously that because that's obviously not a good fucking thing but um, yeah, it's obviously a very sensitive subject matter, but I felt it, like it dealt with it really well. There was a lot of, um, it was a very human film. It was emotional. It was, I guess, action packed for all the people out there who, you know, want to see action. But, um, I just felt like the story was just so well done and, and definitely a film I'll rewatch. And I, I absolutely loved it. Yep. Um, thoroughly recommend, as I said, currently probably top five, top 10 films of the year for me. Um, everyone came to play and, yeah, couldn't recommend it enough, to be honest. So go see that. I We were lucky enough to catch an early screening, so I think it comes out this Thursday or possibly next week. I'm not too sure in, in Australia, but um, definitely the better film of the week we'll review, but um, that's kind of all I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on or you didn't want to touch on sort of nah. much more aspects oh, than that. I thought it was phenomenal and even though it had some aspects of like slavery, I don't think it glorified it. I think it really showed the the indecency that like the whole process was. Yeah, they, I think the, the, a lot of people online were more saying the trailer because the trailer didn't go into any of that slavery yeah, aspect. It was yep. more just he's a woman king wanting to fight. And yep. it really didn't show actually fair play to the trailer. It really didn't show much of the story. It just showed like a lot of the action. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I felt like it did that very well, but. Um. Yeah. Other than that, that's kind of, I guess, all I have to really touch on. I yeah, really enjoyed it. Everyone go see it. What we're um, we'll jump into Black Adam, um, which is obviously a, a highly anticipated, one of the more highly anticipated, not necessarily for me, but in general, um, yep. <laughs> anticipated films of the year. Um, obviously got Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Black Adam, who, um, yeah, five thousand years after he's pretty much been bestowed with the powers, with the Egyptian gods, imprisoned and freed basically. So um, ready to unleash his justice on the modern world, as it says. So <laughs> what, were your, what were your thoughts on this film? I know I have a bit to say. We might quickly, um, we might review it and then get into a bit of a spoiler chat. What were your thoughts on the film? Obviously uh, spoiler free briefly, at this time. Um, very similar to The Woman King in where it actually beat my expectations. But my expectations were extremely low, like extremely low. I look at this movie going, I know this is going to be horse, but it's just going to be a great time. And you know what it was? It was horse on skates, but it was still a great time. Like it was, I enjoyed a lot more of it than I thought I would. In no way was it like a great design film, but I actually really liked all the characters. I thought they were all kind of like lovable and relatable and even like the stupid aspects. I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty normal. They're pretty human. That's pretty like dumb, but like funny and relatable. Um, I did actually like uh, the story, but I didn't like the script. I liked the underlying like plot that happened, um, but not the script overall for myself. But, you know, The Rock gave it his heart and soul and um, he wasn't really he, backed he up. He's kind of just the same person. Yeah. <laughs> like he, 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 obviously, you can tell he loves the character, but he was kind of just the same. Yeah, he, I think he's always the same. But he's, um, you know, the, the CGI and the animation didn't really give him too much credit, but... He, look, he gave it his best go and I actually thought a lot of the cast were very good. I enjoyed the film overall. I think it was just an enjoyable movie. I don't think it's a good movie, um, but it is an enjoyable movie. What, what about yourself? For, for anyone who's excited to see it will probably enjoy it. And I think yeah, that shows yeah, yeah. with, with – it's, it's, 
I think Rotten Tomatoes score, for instance, it's reviews are at about, it's like 34 or 45% of critics like it. So that's how Rotten Tomatoes yeah, works, okay, obviously. Yeah. But 90% audience score, which is to be expected. It's, I think anyone who's excited to see it will enjoy it. I have a few cons. Um, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. The, the action wasn't great, to be fair. Like it, the CGI wasn't great. Yeah, um, and like all, it wasn't very memorable. Like, or, like a lot of, I guess, this film probably would have been like the best superhero film ever it released like 25 years ago. Yeah. It's got a right. massive CGI fest at the end, which I hated. Um, it wasn't great. Like some of the CGI was awful um, towards the end specifically, um, which I'll, I'll get into but uh, in, in the spoiler chat. But um, other than that, I felt like the story just wasn't memorable at all. Um, I agree with you that I actually really liked a lot of the characters. I thought um, – Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate was probably a standout. He was really, oh, he was fantastic, unreal. and and um, Aldous Hodge as Hawkman was was really really good. I enjoyed Cyclone and Adam Smasher, but at the same time, looking at the film, you could probably almost write them out of the film completely, and, and would nothing would difference. nothing yeah. would change. They're kind of just there. Not that they're bad characters. They did they did well by their character, but it's just kind of they're almost just added in. Yeah, um, didn't compliment the movie. Yeah. Bodhi Sabangu, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> who plays Amon, who's the kid in the film, that whole subplot could have been taken out of the film and also not mattered. <laughs> I agree. Like yeah. realistically that there's a massive subplot there, which is um, a bit of, uh, um, well, sorry, I won't get into that, but there's a massive subplot there, which he actually is a heavy part of the movie, but looking at the film, like you genuinely could erase him and – his mom and nothing really would change. Obviously the mum has got a bit more play into the, the start of the film and things like that, yep. but they're kind of just there for no reason in a sense. And the script is really bad. Like some of the, yeah. there are a few certain comedic moments, but like the, the script writing and the actual character dialogue is just not good. Um, yeah. And I know for all our seven viewers, you might sit there and think we're DC haters, but look, if I'm being honest, I think it's probably better than some of the recent Marvel I films. I, I yep. think it's better. Personally, I think it's better than Love and Thunder. Um, I do prefer Multiverse of Madness over this, but I um, what other Marvel film released recently? Or was that it? Uh, we've got Black Panther coming up. but yeah. No, in terms of superhero films this year, I think they've all been pretty average and I think this slides in quite nicely apart from the Batman, which was just next level um, in terms yep. of craft and and the film itself but no look I, I enjoyed it and for anyone who's excited to see it you've probably already seen it and you'll probably enjoy it there's definitely aspects to enjoy i just think from a from a film perspective there's just a lot of misses yeah. um it could have used a lot more tighter script and it kind of gives me a bit of a sour taste in my mouth knowing that like Dwayne the rock johnson's always talked about how he's wanted to make this film for 15 years and, and this that, is what we get. Yeah. Um, one of my biggest con- – sh- um, actually, no, that's probably more of a spoiler talk. We might take a quick break um, <laughs> and then we'll get into a, a bit of spoiler chat to, to kind of go in depth and, and chat about a, um, a certain post-credit scene, which we'll, we'll get into as well. So we'll continue with a um, bit more of a spoiler chat first, but I will continue on, I guess, where I stopped just before. <laughs> um, my one kind of – real bone to pick which made no sense in terms of how the film was written right 
obviously it shows at the start of the film how Black Adam comes about and um, and and so on. But you've obviously got one of the um, the main wizards from Shazam, which is another DC film which came out a couple of years ago now. Which for anyone who doesn't know, Black Adam is the like one of Shazam's biggest villains, right? Yeah. Um, and you've got the wizard from Shazam who who they show him quite prominently at the start of the film dealing with Black Adam. And the way obviously Black Adam works is the exact same how Shazam works. So you say Shazam, he turns into this mythical god and say Shazam and he just turns into this basic funny-looking CGI Dwayne The Rock Johnson on a five, six-foot skinny man. Like it looked really uncanny. It was um, a bit weird. But... What made no sense, right, is like Shazam's obviously in this DC world. Everyone would know about him is the main kid, which I said you could cut out of the film completely, like idolizes superheroes. Yeah. Idolizes, has Aquaman poster from the movie in his bedroom, Superman, Batman, right? He's literally wearing the exact same costume as Shazam. It's just black, right? Nothing. Doesn't even talk about the fact that, and he's there when it happens towards the end where he says Shazam and says nothing about the existent superhero that is Shazam. And now that I've brought that up, I can see your mind thinking, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I can see what the fuck, but I don't know. I guess they could say something. But how can you miss that? And the thing is, obviously, um, I'll, I'll let you chat on one thing, but as I said, like I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson obviously big, you know, star yeah. he is, is being given a lot of power here, right? And I think one of the weird things is is Black Adam's known to be a villain of Shazam, but with the post credit se- sequence, which to go along with the announcement in the news um, is Henry Cavill coming as Superman, basically. So, um, it's got – oh, sorry, it's also got Viola Davis, who was also in The Woman King, as yeah. um, performing this. I can't remember the name. Forming the same role that she had in the Suicide Squad, both of them, um, who's the one who assembles the team. And basically she's like, you know, as Dwayne The Rock Johnson said in all his media, you know, Black Adam is the strongest on earth, but someone's been on the sidelines for way too long. Literally what he said two weeks before the film comes out. So it's like, no shit, everyone knows Henry Cavill's going <laughs> to fucking be yep. in it now, you dickhead. So you've just spoiled that. And that, I think that's what I said. I think that's just trying to build anticipation for people to go see it. I don't even know if they'd trust in their own movie. Um, but you kind of, they kind of hint towards a Black Adam super, Superman movie, which like theoretically makes no sense considering he's a villain of Shazam. That's like, that's like Superman fighting Joker. Like it's Shazam, uh, Black Adam is the most prominent Shazam villain, which you'd say Joker is. Yeah. And they've te- like, they're teasing a Superman Black Adam movie and Black Adam, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson said it'll happen. So it's like, it just kind of pissed me off. <laughs> That's fair. I guess it could like, be. It's not like illogical, but it's just like, it just like, and like, I think um, the actual director of Shazam and they're making a second one, like the trailers come out for the second one. I'm actually quite, quite keen for that. I enjoyed the first, the director of that actually tweeted out like two weeks ago, laughing at the tweet being like, oh, I guess um, Superman's going to face off Black Adam before Shazam. We were like showing, throwing shade towards DC. And I was like, that's a pretty funny tweet actually. But um, sorry to go on a rant, but that's, I guess, two things that were kind of obviously spoilery um, that kind of just 
set me off the wrong way and kind of annoyed me. But I'll, I'll let you chat about kind of a few aspects if you want, obviously going into more plot and, and whatever you want to talk about spoiler-wise. You spoiler some wise. good points with obviously like the kid. He could pretty much not be in the movie. I thought he was going to have a lot more of a important part or an influence on anything and it was – he had nothing except Black Adam being like, oh, I had a son, that's a son. I guess I yeah, might, I thought he was gonna I might bring... protect him a little – I thought he was going to bring more of a human aspect and try and and he, all he does is just give fucking one-liners and quips to use before he kills people. Like yeah. that's his only comedic or use to the film. And the, like the same with the mother, it's like the mother gets the crown, which is obviously a, a really big part of the film, but the mother's part of that. After that, it's just them chasing the fucking crown. Yeah, pretty much. It's a whole movie of chasing Like they the have crown. the crown, the whole movie. They have the crown and it's just the Justice Society and Black Adam trying to get the crown as well as the bad guys. It's like they're literally just there as a plot device is all it is. 100%. So they're not yeah. there to actually – and like plot devices can sometimes be useful, but it's just like they're there because they're there. Yeah. Um, and as I said, same with like Cyclone and Adam Smasher. I think they're really there for comedic value. Yeah. Maybe a love romantic story there too. But they're really there for comedic value and add nothing. The, as I said, the main two parts that I really liked were Hawkman and Dr. Fate. Yeah, they were fantastic. Um, which we won't fucking see Dr. Fate again. I, I know it's a mantle uh, yeah. that he pa- that passes on, similar to Captain America, but I really like Pierce Brosnan specifically. That was, uh, yeah. I he, thought he was probably the best part about the film. I always love seeing Pierce Brosnan yeah. in work. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, you're fucking slaughtered. Um, <laughs> if you don't know. Um and the CGI I was talking about, the yeah. – what's his name? The big vat, the big villain in the end that, that oh, trans – Yeah, I now that I – remember. Sad, Sabic? Yeah, Sabic, Sabic sounds Sab, right. Sabic yeah. something – something – essentially that is some of the worst CGI I've ever seen in a big budget movie. <laughs> Not just was the CGI bad. The final fight scene was pretty shocking too. I thought it was going to be some epic kind of – Fate between two godlike beings. That final fight scene between Adam and Savick. I I actually like now that you're talking about. It, I actually cannot remember anything. That's the only thing I really the young. only the only thing I remember is Doctor Fate doing his sweet ass move from Injustice Two to get Black Adam out of his little capsule. He did the you know like the yeah I'm yeah. a I'm an exterior god kind of thing. But I actually cannot remember the fight. The only thing I remember from the end of the film is his, him destroying the um. The seat and the post credit scene. Yeah. I actually can't remember the fight. And I guess that shows you how memorable the movie is, to be fair. The, the fight, I just expected, you know, he goes to the underworld, he gets blessed by the, the demons, and I'm like, okay, so he's going to have similar powers to uh, Black Adam now, which he kind of comes out and does. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to have two beings that are nearly par on par. We're going to have an epic fight scene where we know Black Adam's going to win over the top because. It's you know he's going to win. Yeah. It's his movie. He's so already he's... talked about how they're making a sequel, so you know he's not going to die. Correct. Anyway, and you're thinking that's going to be great and like, okay, let's have a fight scene for 45 seconds where he tears him in half and then that's game over. Yeah. I guess that th- th- this is kind of where I'm coming at with my comment before saying if this came out like 25 years ago that it would probably be the best superhero film is because obviously you've had Marvel churn out 30-plus films now, but you've had some great DC films along the way and – You've obviously had Spider-Man 1, 2 with the Tobey Maguire. You've had the Dark Knight trilogy, right? You've, you've had these superhero films which have introduced amazing characters and amazing plot. And that's the main thing is, is the plot's the biggest thing and the characters, right? 
if the plot's forgettable and like you, along with that, like you've got memorable villains, like you when you really talk about it, like the films I just said, you've got um, obviously like Batman Begins had Scarecrow, but like, you know, you look at the Dark Knight, you've got the Joker. Yeah. You look at Spider-Man 1, you've got Green Goblin and, and things like that. You have these memorable things along the way and the, that's why I said if it came out before anything, you'd probably think it's fantastic, but nothing separates it from just the most basic superhero film. It's just... Plot device, plot device, plot device, massive CGI battle. And it's just, it like, it just happens. I agree, yeah. I liked the the underlying plot. I didn't like any of the story or the overall plot, but I liked the underlying one of, you know, his son was actually the one that was blessed and then he got gifted in and he's like full raged out. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's kind of relatable. I, I yeah, like that. I, I like that and I like the fact that, it was. I, I liked the the main bit I liked about the film, which I actually can bring up in in the um the non spoiler part, but I guess it kind of is a bit spoilery. Is the part where it's it's essentially about a like you've got a superhero or an anti what do they call him anti like anti hero yeah. right? You've got that situation, and it's someone standing up for the for the um deprived and the the un you know privileged right you're in a third world country kind of thing that's taken over by a, a government that controls its civilians and you've got someone standing up for that i like that but they did nothing with it agreed and that's the thing it's like you could have had some great plot and it's like it is weird though because like dc came out with the batman which i think is one of the best superhero films in the last 15 20 years um which was fantastic and had a great plot and characters and it was mem- memorable, was made so well. And yep. then you've just got this kind of CGI fest which does nothing with its plot. Everything's there. And that's the best part about the film is like it's it's underlying plot about obviously like the sun and, yeah. and that situation about like – but they did – also they did nothing with that. It's just kind of add for like juxtaposition of towards the end to kind of show that I'm not weird. Like, you know, this is why I hate – and it's like – it kind of just felt undeserved in a sense. Yeah. Like it kind of felt that it was just like nothing along the way made me think, oh, you know what, like that, that's a deserved point. It's kind of just added there to make like you kind of feel a bit of remorse and empathy for the characters, but it kind of just felt way too late. Yeah, it was literally within the last 10, 15 minutes of the film where they do nothing to build these characters up. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just... I thought. I mean, I'm kind of blasting it in a way. I think it's a, a very like a very average movie. I think like if I not that we give ratings, but like it's very much like a you know five or six out of ten for me. Like there's definitely enjoyable aspects. I could watch it again. Like it's an enjoyable turn your mind off movie. But at the end of the day, I don't really go to films to like. I like to be entertained i don't like to just visually entertain i like to be like actually thinking the time which obviously we saw women woman king tonight and it's like i was thinking the whole time my brain was active and it's like fair play if you can go and turn your brain off i know there's certain films where i try to but at the end of the day i want something that entertains me on every level and this kind of entertained me in the fact that i just chuck popcorn in my mouth there's action but it's just like excuse me it was just very average in every way really there was yeah. I, I agree. It had had underlying aspects of could have been a phenomenal film, but it didn't deliver on any of it. Um, yeah, and, and I really hope we don't sit here and have this same conversation with like Black Panther 2, which looks fantastic. Like obviously it's a superhero film. Um, I really hope we don't have this same conversation. I keep getting the trailers mixed up between Woman King and Wakanda Forever or whatever it is. 
<laughs> just because like certain scenes, like the fights are the same, and then it's it's also about like women empowerment. And I get those things mixed up. But that's a side note, anyway. Um, but yeah, be careful with that one. Um. <laughs> just more the fight scenes, you know, specifically the fight scenes. I was going to say more, I get more mixed up with Wakanda Forever and Avatar 2 because they both look predominantly underwater. Yeah, it's got a lot of Aquaman vibes nearly even. It's got like... Well, Aquaman, Namor is like the, the MC Aquaman. Yeah. Essentially. But um, no, I think it's a very average movie. If you wanted to see it, you probably would have seen it. Yeah. If you wanted to see it, you would have very much enjoyed it. Um. To say, to be honest, I kind of wanted to see it too because I like superhero films generally half the time. But um, go watch it if you want something brainless. Like you don't have to think, you don't have to like study or pay attention. You just want to like a good time. I feel like it delivered on a good time, but it didn't deliver on anything great. No, it's very much a, an average movie by all means. But yeah. I, I don't sit here and be like, "Fuck, I wasted money on it." If that makes sense, no, like God, it's, no. it's not, it's not that level, but. Um, definitely enjoyable. It's just kind of like the certain things annoyed me as a, a superhero fan and, um, yeah. Have you got anything else you kind of wanted to, no, to not touch extra on much to touch on there. Definitely go watch The Woman King. Uh, Black Adam, watch if you, you want some brainless moments. But, yeah, it, it's got aspects of a good film. It's worth giving a crack. You won't waste your money. You won't? No. No. I Look, I would agree. Um. Other than that, I guess that's kind of all we have to touch on this week. Next week we've um, – I know there's a, a Chinese film. I think it's called Homecoming coming out. But we've also got Bros coming out, which is the um, comedy of sorts. But um, other than that, that's kind of all we have, have time for. So thank you for listening. I know it's been a, a probably a bit of a longer pod. We've had the, the spoiler discussion, a bit of news and, and a couple film reviews. But obviously you can – Listen to us on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, visually on YouTube. But other than that, we'll um we'll catch you next week. Awesome, thanks, guys.